Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for August the 20th. 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry, hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week. It is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But this morning, we got our first look at the PlayStation 5 TV spot, at least one of them highlighting the DualSense controller's haptic feedback. So, Sony published the first TV ad for the PlayStation 5 this morning, and you can check it out for yourself. It is up on the official PlayStation page, titled PlayStation 5, Play Has No Limits, which is the official new slogan for this generation, replacing the original from the PlayStation 4's launch, Greatness Awaits. So let's start with this. I'm glad Sony clarified this is a dramatization in the fine print. Otherwise, I would worry that there are krakens in the Arctic, perhaps threatened by global warming, the author says at Polygon. But it appears to be an allegorical tout of the PlayStation 5's haptic feedback through a new DualSense controller and the console's 3D audio capabilities. Quote, a world you can see with sound, says the narrator, and an accompanying blog post on Thursday morning adds more perspective from developers on how PlayStation 5 games will call on senses other than sight. Dinga Bakaba, the director of the recently delayed Deathloop, said the DualSense's adaptive triggers and haptics will bring some physicality in game experiences and give important feedback. They say, quote, Deathloop being a first-person shooter, we do a lot of things to make weapons feel differently from one another, but Kaba continued. One I like is blocking the triggers when your weapon jams to give the player an immediate feedback even before the animation plays out, which prompts the player in a physical way that they have to unjam their gun, end quote. Gavin Moore of SIE Japan Studio, the folks behind the Demon Souls remake, said the haptics will enhance melee combat as well. You'll experience the force of a titanic boss attack you as you pull off a well-timed guard, Moore said. Metal strikes metal when your foes block your attacks or you block theirs. That extra sensory feedback through the controller allows you to know your attack hit home and your perfectly timed parry was a success so you can react faster and more decisively. Kazunori Yamauchi, president of Gran Turismo 7 maker Polyphony Digital, said the adaptive triggers will better represent the implementation of an anti-lock braking system, which motorsports gamers know feels a lot different in real life. Quote, compared to the rumble force feedback we had in the past, the special character of the haptic feedback is that it has a bigger range of frequencies it can produce, he added. The PlayStation 5 does not yet have a launch date or a price, or even a pre-order page, but it is scheduled to launch in time for the holiday shopping season, and the Xbox Series X will launch in November, Microsoft confirmed last week. So, what do we think about this? First and foremost, this technology sounds incredible. Uh, this sounds like something that very well could change the game when it comes to this console generation with a couple of caveats that we'll dive into in a moment. But the big point that stood out to me was certainly the death loop example of a trigger being blocked on your controller whenever your gun jams. That is an incredible level of immersion that I think the DualSense is specifically going to achieve that no other controller that is currently on the market can achieve. Uh, I wasn't exactly sure how deep the new capabilities of the DualSense would go, but being able to 
to literally block triggers rather than just have a very in-depth rumble system is certainly something that goes above and beyond what a lot of people expected, and it also, again, further justifies the larger battery of the PlayStation 5's DualSense as compared to the PlayStation 4's DualShock 4. Of course, reports came out earlier this month, I believe, uh, that essentially said, hey, you could be getting double the battery life on the DualSense as compared to the previous controllers, and that's just quite frankly not going to be the case if this controller still has all of these incredible capabilities. Now, there were other examples as well. I would highly encourage you uh, to check out the PlayStation blog post if you did want to learn more about all of the features, but Spider-Man Miles Morales was another example. Essentially, this is going to add a new level of immersion uh, to the, I suppose, Spidey Sense system uh, that you see in the game, and you are going to be able to feel the haptic feedback during combat. And although all of this sounds good, I voiced my concerns on Twitter that this would eventually take a backseat to standard traditional gameplay experiences, especially for third parties. In a way, these features of the PlayStation 5's DualSense could be the touchpad of the PlayStation 4's generation, where for the first year or so, there are some incredible experiences. One that comes to mind for me is Infamous Second Son. There was a new level of immersion when you could actually spray paint walls, uh, and other examples of that exist throughout the entire first few years of the PlayStation 4's ecosystem, but more than overwhelmingly, they were kind of few and far between. Uh, they were not used to their fullest extent, and by they I mean the experiences with the PlayStation 4's touchpad. The same could be said for the back touchpad on the PlayStation Vita. Outside of a few games made specifically for that piece of hardware, there really wasn't much that took advantage of that additional hardware. I feel like the PlayStation 5's DualSense could do more, but it ultimately comes down to developers actively using the technology, specifically from third parties. I have no doubt in my mind that the big first party uh, developers are going to be using this. Your next God of War is going to feature DualSense capabilities. Your next Horizon Zero Dawn is mentioned in the article, or I should say uh, Horizon Game. Zero Dawn is very specific to that new game that we saw in the PlayStation 4's generation. Uh, but these new first party games absolutely are going to take advantage of DualSense, and so considering the popularity of the PlayStation 5's upcoming uh, entries, you are going to be getting some incredible experiences. But from games like Far Cry 6, or even looking into the future, Far Cry 7, from the Assassin's Creed's of the world, from other third-party racing games, of course, Dirt 5 has been confirmed to be using the technology, uh, but as time goes on, will third-party developers continue to invest as it becomes less of a novelty and more of something that is just a part of the PlayStation 5's uh, library? Will it continue to be used? That is up in the air for me. If I had to guess, I would say that it will, but to what degree, that is still up in the air. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the DualSense as it ages, uh, but it certainly is exciting. That is not to take away from the trailer that was shown off, and that is not to take away from the potential uh, the developers are talking about here, because this could be what separates the PlayStation 5 from the Xbox Series X in a very large way. 
ultimately the games do have to run at a high quality we have heard that some uh, developers are reporting the PlayStation 5 is having trouble hitting 4k uh, so that could be an issue in the future again that is not confirmed uh, and it's also worth mentioning the 3d audio that is featured not only on the PlayStation 5 through hardware and software uh, but also in the trailer that we saw today is also going to be out on the Xbox Series X uh, so that's not really a big marketing point that they can pull directly to set them apart from the competition the controller itself is pretty much the biggest thing that the PlayStation 5 has going for it aside from its load speeds but regardless, it does look very cool, and it certainly gets me very excited about the future. Now, moving on, there was a very large article talking about the PlayStation launch of a console during the pandemic, saying it is a massive challenge on every front. Of course, they reveal the ad, and they do a very long, in-depth interview with the guys at GI.biz. Uh, but ultimately, there is a lot of very cool information here uh, that I found very interesting, and I did want to mention it because I highly recommend you go and give this thing a read. It talks about developing a console and launching one during the midst of a pandemic, and it really puts into perspective how difficult things actually are. Uh, and it is amazing to me that this is still staying on track. Uh, but of course, they talk about the fact that the lineup for this coming generation is the best lineup that the PlayStation ecosystem has ever seen. That's a quote from the article itself. And I wanted to talk more about that. Confidence is key when it comes to marketing, and you do have some very impressive experiences already slated for the PlayStation 5. You have your, of course, God of War, which has already been confirmed to be in development. Uh, you have your new Naughty Dog game, which is always going to be on the horizon. On top of that, you have stuff right off the bat like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and so much more like Ratchet & Clank. So the scope of this generation is basically limitless, and I personally am looking forward to it. But again, I would highly encourage you to check out the entire interview over on GI.biz. Plenty of good information in there. And of course, you can check out the article for yourself along with the ad that came out today. But moving on, we are having a follow-up story from something we talked about earlier in the week. 505 Games apologize but hold firm on control next-gen controversies. Every avenue we pursued, there was some form of blocker, they write. 505 Games has confirmed its stance regarding Remedy's Control and its selective next-gen upgrade offer. In a statement posted on the Control website, the publisher apologized to customers, saying they had explored every avenue to please all players to no avail. To recap, 505 Games will release Control Ultimate Edition on September the 10th for PS4 and Xbox One. This Game of the Year-style compilation will feature the base game and its two DLC expansions. Players who purchase the Ultimate Edition will also receive a free upgrade to the next-gen edition of Control when the new platforms launch later in 2020. However, those who already own Control and its expansion packs do not qualify for the free upgrade, and this news has upset some Control players who feel their loyalty has been punished. Quote, we spent several months exploring all of our launch options for Control Ultimate Edition, and no decision was taken lightly, said 505 Games in the statement. While it is challenging bringing any game to next-gen platforms, we quickly realized it was even more difficult to upgrade our current user base to next-gen with full parity across platforms with our year-old game. Every avenue we pursued, there was some form of blocker, and those blockers meant that at least one group of players ended up being left out of the upgrade for various reasons. As of today, we can't offer an upgrade to everyone, and leaving any one group out feels unfair. We understand that this is not what you want to hear. 
So as it stands, purchasing Control Ultimate Edition is the only way to receive the next-gen upgrade. The vanilla edition of Control, along with its expansions, will not be sold separately on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Control will be playable via backwards compatibility, so players can carry over the current edition in some form, but the only way to play the enhanced edition will be to double-dip. Quote, to bring control to next-generation consoles in any form, we had to make some difficult decisions, continues the statement. Those also come in the form of creating the simplified Control Ultimate Edition product plan we have today. That we took a while in responding does not mean we have not been listening. We are sorry we couldn't meet everyone's expectations, and we hope you will continue to support Control. We thank you for your support thus far, end quote. Of course, the Ultimate Edition of Control launches digitally on PC via Steam August 27th and on PS4 and Xbox One September the 10th. This is the biggest non-statement that I think that I have ever read in the gaming industry. It bothers me because they say, and I quote, As of today, we can't offer an upgrade to everyone and leaving any one group out feels unfair. This is the sentiment of the entire community because you are literally leaving not one, but two groups out of the equation. You have the original people that supported Control, and then you have the people that supported Control and bought the DLC. Do you know how many people that that is your entire player base as it stands today? The people that are following the 505 Games Twitter account more than likely came from Control. That's insane to me that you are not supporting your core players. Now, don't get me wrong, I understand that behind this is a financial situation that is yet to be seen. It inevitably took some doing to get the game running at its highest peak performance on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. I understand that more development had to go into it, and so it is justifiable to see uh, that the game is going to be coming out on these other platforms and you are going to have to pay for it, but to alienate these players that have already supported your product doesn't feel right to me. Uh, now, of course, if you do already own Control, you can play it via backwards compatibility, uh, but you don't get the ray tracing, you don't get any of the enhanced features of the Ultimate Edition, and that power of the next-gen hardware. Very unfortunate. Uh, but if you do not already own Control, or it's DLC, you are in luck, because you can check it out on PC via Steam August 27th, and on PS4 and Xbox One September the 10th, and then get that free upgrade whenever the new version comes to PS5 and Series X. But speaking of some things that are going to rile some people up, Hitman 3 is an Epic Game Store exclusive on PC. IO Interactive, the developer and publisher of Hitman 3, announced today that the game's PC version is an Epic Game Store exclusive. In celebration, Hitman 2016 will be available to download and own forever from the 27th of August until September the 3rd. Given how Hitman 3 will allow players to bring forward their progress and locations from Hitman 2, IO confirmed that the feature will be available on the Epic Game Store version. In a statement, IO CEO Hakan Abrak explained that the Epic Games deal was welcome for a company new to self-publishing. Quote, self-publishing Hitman 3 was a big step for IO Interactive in achieving our highly ambitious goals as an independent studio, said Abrak. Furthermore, this partnership with Epic has given us the freedom to create the game exactly as we imagined for our fans and for our community uncompromised. Alongside today's news, IO also revealed one more of Hitman 3's locations, the Thornbridge Manor in Dartmoor, England. You can catch a first look at it in the trailer below. In other news, IO announced this week that Ghost Mode and the online component of Sniper Assassin will not return in the upcoming game, and Hitman 3 is out in January on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. 
again, this is one of those monetary situations where a self-publishing company is able to make more money because of where they publish it and a deal that was struck. Uh, now, I have heard this is a one-year deal. Uh, so if you are a hardcore Steam veteran, you can wait one entire year. So that would be January 2022 to play Hitman 3. Uh, but if you are willing to download that other client, you can play it in January when it launches alongside the entire slew of current and next-gen consoles. And finally, to round out today's show, a follow-up on yesterday's big Black Ops Cold War news. We got some art, and we will experience the conflict from both sides, if this is to be believed and read into. Yesterday, after months of teasing, leaks, and rumors, Activision finally confirmed that Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is coming our way this year. A full reveal is coming next week, but in the meantime, we still don't really know what to expect from the game beyond the Cold War setting. Well, the folks at Treyarch have just posted a new piece of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War artwork that may provide a few more hints, and you can check it out below, and there it is. As you can see, the image is split down the middle, with one half showing a Russian soldier's face and a variety of Soviet propaganda, and the other showing an American soldier and imagery. The first Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War teaser trailer definitely took an anti-communist stance, but perhaps we will also see trailers from the Soviet point of view. Of course, the artwork could also imply the game cast characters as some sort of double agent, as the face on the right and left side of the split look awfully similar. So, aside from the split image, is there anything else to be gained from the artwork? Well, the helmet on the American soldier and sunglasses on the Russian look relatively modern. There have been rumors this year's COD will take place in Vietnam, and perhaps some levels will, but could most of the game be set during a more recent time period? Like, say, the 80s? The Cold War did not end until the early 1990s, so there's a wide swath of time developers could play with. But Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War started development at Sledgehammer Games, but was eventually handed off to Treyarch following development issues. The current iteration of the game is being developed by Treyarch with support from Raven Software, and Activision has also confirmed content based on the new game will be coming to Call of Duty Warzone, where the worldwide reveal is set for August the 26th. Uh, so that is six days away. So I would expect more of these teasers. Of course, I will keep you guys in the loop as is needed, uh, but it looks very interesting. I'm excited to see where this all ends up, uh, but it certainly seems like a timely and interesting entry in the Call of Duty for franchise as we roll closer to the October and November release time frame that can pretty much be expected for this kind of game. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what you think about everything we talked about here today. Did anything catch your eye? How do you feel about the PlayStation 5 after learning more about the DualSense and its capabilities? And what do you think about things like Deathloop that block your trigger if the gun does jam? For me, that really does it, and I hope that more developers take advantage of it, but I can't shake the feeling that it could just end up being a pointless addition to the generation. But I hope I'm wrong. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your night. I'll talk to you soon, and peace.